This is like the worst porn site ever. Oh my god. All, all the good stuff being blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. And I'm Jeff, the other dude. And dudes, this month, our theme is time manipulation. And this episode, we're talking about idiocracy. But first, Jeff, what else have you been streaming? Well, this is going to be the second week in a row. I've got something for you. Dude, you're on it. And we it was briefly hinted at last week, but I did finally get around to streaming the show Wednesday on Netflix. I made all right through all of season one. I must say I I, I did enjoy it. Um, really have turned into a Jenna Ortega fan. Um, heard a lot about her, especially with Wednesday. Really just getting real popular. And then of course last week I mentioned I'd watched Screen Four and Five. And she was in Screen 5, and I thought she did an amazing job. That was my first introduction to her. So I was really anxious to see Wednesday, which she does a phenomenal job in Wednesday as well. Highly recommend checking it out. It's it's a good watch. It's a pretty quick watch. And, um, yeah, makes us to for Season 2 to come out yeah, next listen, year, this year. As listeners know, yeah, as listeners know we, we love our Scream here. Um Actually, I remember. I remember whenever I went and saw this that in the theater, like that was, I think that was one of the things I was talking about. Was I made? It, I might have mentioned like how much of a job, like well, of a job she did on that movie. Because like, yeah, I think that was really no. Actually, I take that back. I know I've seen her like previously in other things, um, like the second Babysitter movie, but. Anyways, yeah, like she's really she's she's been doing a great job like lately. And um, is she a Disney girl? I think so. Okay, she's either I know she was definitely in one of those. Um, I can't think of what it was called. Oh, was it like stuck in the middle or something like that? Yeah, some something about where she's like a girl in the in the middle of like the middle child of her family yeah. or something. Yeah, and she's one of those man. She could. She could play a 13-year-old or a 25-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the way her body frame, the way she looks. I mean, she's gorgeous, obviously. Um, but just she just has that look where she could play someone really young or she can play a little bit older. I think she's, what, maybe about 21, 22 in real life? I'm but, not sure, but probably about right. But, yeah, she's she's got pretty good range with, with what she can do. And But, yeah, Wednesday, she, she's just outstanding. Uh, even if... And I went into it, never been a fan of the Adams Family. Yeah. I, you know, I remember the original show. I'm sure I watched it some as a kid, and I'm sure I watched one or two of the movies. I didn't hate it. I've just never considered myself a big fan, so I didn't really come into it with a lot of fanfare. But I love what they did with it. The writing was outstanding. A lot of comedy, good one-liners mixed in. Uh, it's, it's just a fun watch. Yeah, um, I've only watched it through one time, so I can't really. And it's been it's been a little while since I watched it, but I feel like there was definitely some characters in there that I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a Jeff character, like for sure." Uh, <laughs> you know, and it kind of reminded me of Scream because every character, the way they're written in and introduced, 
everybody's suspicious. Yeah. So you go into it thinking there's so many different directions this can go. I feel like, you know, it could be anybody as far as, you know, who they're after, maybe who's, I won't give away too much, but it's, it definitely has that screen feel to it where you're just kind of along for the ride and you're like, have no clue who anybody truly is uh, just because of the way it's done up, but yeah, it's a fun watch. And, um, and I, you, you probably felt the same way when you watched it. And, yeah. And I know you said you thought I would like it. Um, but yeah, I'm anxious to see season two. Yeah. I don't, actually, I don't know this. Did you, you might know this when you were, um, like when you, after you got done watching it, did you, did you look up, have they already greenlit it for season two? I think I'd already heard that they did. I mean, I'm sure they have. And if they haven't announced it, I'm sure they will. But if they don't, they're dumb. Because I think it's seriously been one of Netflix's like biggest hits. Um, yeah, so. for sure. It's definitely... Uh, it, I felt like it was one of those where going into it, they probably had to feel pretty good. I mean, when you got Tim Burton behind it and um, you know someone like Jenna Ortega... Uh, which of course i mean i know no, nothing is truly safe it's it's all about the you know how well it does but uh, yeah i would be shy I, I think i read remember reading before i even watched it that that maybe it was greenlit for season two but who knows anymore yeah um, it took them a long time to green light uh season six of cobra kai yeah but um i, I think that probably had more to do with they were maybe just confirming or working out if that indeed was going to be the last season, that might've been why they delayed, you know, giving it the official green light. Yeah. But for some reason, I feel like unless it's like a super big hit for Netflix, like really popular, they usually only give them like one season at a time. It feels like, I feel like a majority of like my favorite shows that come on Netflix were like, I'm always like, please, are they going to like drop it after this season? Like that's the one thing that I do hate about, the way that this like whole which i guess has kind of always been like that too like even when the like when you were watching tv like sometimes your favorite shows would get canceled after a couple of seasons or something like that and yeah oh. so it could be a cutthroat business but uh yeah. what about you what you've been streaming um actually i caught this documentary and i'm not sure how it slipped through my fingers but it came out last year um and it's called a trip to infinity and it's literally nothing but for about an hour and 20 minutes, this these mathematicians and scientists just kind of like describing infinity and talking about infinity. And I don't, stuff like that just always has piqued my interest anyways. So um, yeah, if you, if you can enjoy things like that, um, and even if you don't, they, the way that they describe a lot of things, they make it really simple. They make a really, really, really complex idea very simple. And they explain it in a way that they keep explaining it the same way. But the whole time, it's just very interesting. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a concept that I really enjoy at least trying to understand and wrap my mind around. Um, but yeah, it's called, it's on Netflix. It is called A Trip to Infinity. Um, so if you're into anything like 
space, math, anything like that at all, definitely go take a check, check it out and give it a watch. It is uh, it's fun. I've actually, I actually watched it twice this week and watched it like with full intent the whole entire time. Um, and it's kind of crazy that it, it actually kind of touches on some of the things that we talk about this month. And I just, I, just, I actually just thought about that just now. Um, they actually talk about time a lot and whether or not, you know, it's infinite and it's stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of ties into this theme as well. So yeah. Um, a trip to infinity, 100%. Cool. Can I, can I always count on you watching some of the not as familiar type stuff that's maybe a little different for some, but still very interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I, I love the, those little weird documentaries like that. And then especially when I get into something that just really like tickles my brain. Love that. Um, can't get enough of it. So, um, Jeff, this week we watched Idiocracy. Um, what what can you tell me about this film? All right, I'll start with the cast. I mean, it has some pretty big names tied to it. You had, uh, of course, Luke Wilson, who played Joe Bowers. Uh, he's the younger brother of Andrew and Owen Wilson, both actors. And I don't know why I always forget about that. Uh, of course, most people are pretty familiar with Owen Wilson, and I always forget him and Luke are brothers. Uh, so it's like every time I read it, I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. So uh, definitely runs in the family. But Luke's also been in such films as Scream 2, Legally Blonde, Old School, vacancy the list goes on and on mm-hmm. uh anybody that's watched movies will definitely recognize him uh, then you got maya rudolph who plays rita uh, of course she comes from saturday night live and she's done stuff such as 51st dates grown-ups bridesmaids ton of voice work a lot of animated hits uh some of the smaller roles you got mr Dak shepherd who plays frito uh, pretty funny character in the movie you got terry cruz playing president camacho Always, always a blessing. <laughs> National Treasure, Treasure Tre- National Treasure, Terry Crews himself. Yep. And then uh, in a much, much smaller role, Justin Long uh, played a doctor in the film. Um, had a brief scene there with Luke Wilson. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the most interesting thing about this movie is the marketing of the film, or I guess I should say the lack thereof. So they had a lot of concerns on how to market the film. 20th Century Fox also grew weary of the film's frequent harsh critiques of a lot of the recognizable corporations. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Mike Judge said he was actually surprised he got permission, but he said what helped is when he told these corporations that, oh, you're not the only one that's going to be made fun of. It's going to be pretty much everybody. So everybody pretty much agrees. It's like, oh, yeah, no problem. So it's like, you know, as long as we're not being the one company being picked on. Um, so there was some concerns there. So studio executives really wanted just to shuffle it straight to like DVD shelves as quickly and quietly as possible. The film's mm-hmm. contract, however, stipulated that it had to receive a theatrical release. So the studio met the terms of the contract, but provided no marketing for the film whatsoever. Yeah. Released it to a very small number of cinemas in select cities. Cities that didn't even include like New York, LA. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I mean, it's like they were trying to be as discreet as possible. And they pulled the film from all markets after just one week. 
So as you can imagine, it didn't do very well as far as the box office. Uh, I think it only pulled in like $440,000, but it did earn $9 million uh, once it hit DVD rentals and sales. So, But there's also another theory that the film's lack of marketing was actually due to very negative test screenings. Uh, there's been some debate on that. They were banking on it having kind of a cult following through word of mouth, and it would they would recoup their budget. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, shows. I don't know if you remember around the time, but this was, um, it's kind of how I don't know if you've ever seen Office Space. Have you ever seen that? You, you know, I, I saw that mentioned a lot because you know, since Mike Judge did that, yeah, because uh, that's kind of how that's kind of how Office Space, um, like they, you know. They released that, and they actually did market that film. I can remember that film being marketed not heavily, but you know, it was a live action film from the guy that made Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. And I, being a fan of both of those shows, you know, I was super stoked for, you know, Office Space. And I can remember, I was young at the time, so don't I mean, so listeners don't judge me too much. But when I was younger, I did not find Office Space entertaining. So um, you know, that movie kind of flopped at the box office and it, it really gained it a lot of footing on in the like once it hit, you know, the um the rental stores and stuff. Yeah. And that's whenever that that film took off. And I mean, I I would definitely watched it later on in life. And as I got older and actually, you know, understood a little bit more of like the what it what meant to be an adult, it was a lot more funny. But um yeah, that that's kind of how office space. So I can see thing, you know, kind of expecting like, Oh, you know, this is going to be the same thing. Like once we release this on the home video, it's really going to take off. Yeah. And I don't know maybe if it did as well on home videos they were expecting, but like I said, you know, it made $9 million. I never really saw what the budget was on it, but, um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, actually in, of course you've, the Brondo energy drink was heavily featured in the movie and played a big role. And it's actually a company that teamed up with uh redo redux beverages and actually created the drink uh, shortly after the movie uh, for a limited time. So huh. also if anybody remembers the character beef Supreme, who had a battle with Joe Bowers played by Luke Wilson, uh, Beef Supreme was actually played by Andrew Wilson, Luke's brother. Huh. So a little sibling battle there in the movie. And one thing that probably to me the most interesting or humorous thing uh, that I read about it was uh, Mike Judge had appeared on a podcast uh, actually here recently, just in the last year or so. And he talked about how they had a very limited filming budget uh, for the movie and how the film's costume designer needed to find some futuristic looking but inexpensive footwear for the whole cast. Uh, according to Judge, uh, the costume designer proposed using a very small startup company that wasn't even out in the world yet. And it was like, look at these horrible plastic shoes with holes in them, she said. We could really save a lot of money. Just put everyone in these things. But Judge was like, but what if by the time the movie comes out, what if they're become popular and people are wearing them? And costumes are said, oh, no, these are never going to become popular. No one would ever <laughs> wear these things. They're, they're horrible. 
You may know by now. What were those? Oh, yeah. Those were Crocs, man. I they remember. Crocs. I remember seeing them in the movie and like being like, I can't. I, can't, I don't remember these being out at that time. And then they were. This world, is a great story. I guess, I guess they were. They just weren't really known at the time. Yeah, which is kind of crazy that not only have they gotten popular since that film, since the films came out, they've gotten popular again since they got popular after the film. So that's crazy. Do, do, you, uh, do you do you have Crocs? I do not own a pair of Crocs, no sir. I have owned a pair of Crocs before, but not just the first time. This is I haven't gotten them this go around. But I actually purchased my very first pair ever, just in like the last six months. All right. I just got sick and tired of hearing about them, I and just everybody I know has like, like not just one pair, but like multiple, multiple pairs. And I'm like, that's it. I, I gotta, you know, what's what is it? The young people struggle with fear of missing out. Yeah, I, I had a little dose of that, so I finally bought me a pair. I mean, I like them. I, I'm still not sure what all the fuss is about, but uh, you know, I wear them occasionally, and I mean, they're okay. I'm not sure they're worth the forty, fifty bucks they charge for most of them, but yeah, yeah. it's for like such a simple thing. You think they could just like probably they could probably. I mean, honestly, they could probably sell them for five bucks and still get a profit. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about a cult, a cult following that. That's what they got going for them, which enables them to to charge a hefty price. So uh, I should have, we should have bought stock, you know, back when this movie was released in the Crocs. And, Dude, seriously, we'd be doing all right right about now. Yeah, we would be sitting pretty. But, but yeah, I think that sums up all the little tidbits I found out about this little movie. So. We will now progress to the phase where Parker gives us his infamous recaps. All right. And for those of us or for those of y'all that are new to the podcast, uh, this is where I pretty much go like do an oral report on the film. I give you as much detail as I can remember from start to finish. And Jeff is going to grade me on an A to F grading scale, just like we were smack dab in fifth grade again. And I'm being tested, so um, I, I I don't know how well I'm going to do this time. <laughs> I only got to watch this one once this week. Um, I had a really busy, I had a really busy week this week. Um, Jeff, you know this. Some of the listeners know this, but this week was actually like my birthday week. So uh, I I had um. I was busy, you know, kind of entertaining myself, I guess, all week. Um, and then um, I actually had plans this weekend for once. I am not, I haven't been um, such a wallflower lately. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have as much time this weekend, which is a good thing. Uh, but was this, was this your first time watching it? No, no, actually, okay. that is a good thing. I have seen this before. So I remember watching this when it came out because by the time this came out, I'd already, you know, I was a fan of Mike Judge. So I was ready to watch it. So um didn't watch it in theaters or anything. I don't even think I watched it like as soon as it came out, but probably within the first year of its release was the first time I watched it. And then I probably seen it a couple of times since then, but it's been some years since I've seen it the last time. But uh yeah i only got to watch it one more time uh before we did this recording so we'll see um so basically we start out with some open narration 
And, you know, it's, it's kind of this, this person narrating the film is kind of telling us, you know, how um, in the future, you know, people were predicting that people would get smarter and more civilized as time grows on. And that actually does not happen. You know, the people that are smart wind up having less children. The people that are have lower IQs have more children, which in, over time winds up causing the entire population of the entire earth to go down dramatically. And everybody, um, as we find out, you know, has got dumbed down pretty well. Um, so then we cut to the army and they are trying to um, basically find a way to hibernate soldiers. Um, they found this one guy named Joe and he's this average man. He has been picked to, um, to go along with this experiment. Him and this um, prostitute named, oh my gosh, I can't, do you remember her name? Rita? Rita, you're right. Yeah, Rita. Joe and Rita. Um, so they are going to be, uh, quote unquote, frozen in time for a year and then be reawakened and, you know, evaluated. Some things happen during uh, their hibernation and basically they get forgot about for 500 years and during the great uh 500 years in the future the planet is being completely covered in like trash and stuff and there's uh the great trash avalanche of 2000 of, of 2505 happens and joe and rita are both awakened joe wakes up in the apartment of uh his future lawyer played by Dax shepherd um so I always say Dax Shepard, but it's actually Dax Shepard. It's just hard to say <laughs> Dax Shepard. Um, so, uh, so Dax, uh, you know, he's dumb, super dumb. Chases or throws Joe out of the apartment. Joe stumbles away, stumbles his way into a hospital, uh, gets some treatment, and they find out that he does not have a tattoo of a barcode on his wrist, and so. He winds up getting arrested, and um, while he's while he's there, they, they IQ test him and see try to figure out why he uh, doesn't have a barcode. They finally give him a barcode with the wrong name called Not Sure because he's completely oblivious to like what's going on here, and um, so they. So while he's in jail, he decides he starts to figure out that everybody's super dumb and he uses his wits to um escape the jail pretty easily. He gets out and um finds his lawyer. Um I forgot about the courtroom scene, but yeah, he 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 goes on a courtroom scene and uh and where he finds out that the guy that he woke up in the apartment was is his lawyer, who was super dumb. He uh, so he escapes from prison, back to where we were, and he goes and uh, oh my gosh, he goes and 
talks to his lawyer and they find together they find Rita. Um, they know the lawyer says he knows where a time machine is. Frito, that's his name. I could quick call him lawyer. Frito, he knows where a time machine is, so they're gonna go, go there and you know, go back to in time. Uh so they're on their way there and they're trying to avoid the police. Uh, they make it to the Costco where there's a train that's going to take them to uh, the time machine. And while they're at Costco, Joe accidentally gets his wrist scanned. So they're coming to get them. Rita is off in the bathroom and uh, Frito hops on the train and Joe is once again arrested. This time, though, he um, is taken to the president who wants to be, who, you know, knowing that Joe is the smartest man alive currently, they decide to appoint him to make sure that he fixes all of Earth's problems. And there is, you know, like this, I've already mentioned the trash, but there's also like, there's famine, there's drought, and uh, all these things. And... Joe's pretty much been uh, picked to solve all of these problems. And he starts out by realizing that the crops are being watered, quote unquote, watered by what you mentioned earlier, the Brondo, which is like a Gatorade thing. And so, of course, nothing's growing. So they um, he switches them to water to start watering the crops to water, which causes the Brondo Corporation stocks to plummet, which causes a bunch of people to get fired. And so they all blame him again because they're dumb and they have no patience. They decide to blame Joe for causing all of this to happen and all these people to lose their jobs or causing and for Brondo stock to plummet. So they decide to put him in a thing called rehabilitation, which, you know, us as the audience and Joe at first think that, oh no, you know, this is going to be like a quick thing. Like, it's going to be nice, but rehabilitation is pretty much like a fight to the death. And um, so Rita and Frito notice that the crops are actually growing on the night of, you know, Joe's rehabilitation. And they basically show the entire everybody that's at the rehabilitation. Um, it's this big event. They get it put on the Jumbotron that their plants are actually sprouted and they show joe um they save joe just in time they go and they find out that they do go to the time machine and they find out that it is just a ride um basically like a little small amusement park ride and the end um they stay in the future and are now the smartest people in the world and yay how uh, uh that one was <laughs> i don't know why that one was so brutal so brutal <laughs> but i actually feel like i i remembered it better than i thought i was going to um yeah so what what's what's my grade teacher uh i, I mean i'm gonna give you a b it was a, a solid summary. Right. Little little hiccups there midway through, but uh, otherwise a very solid B. <laughs> yeah, sorry, listeners. That was probably brutal to listen to, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Jeff, what did what did you think about this film? Because I I know you talked about it a little bit. I guess I guess I kind of, you didn't really talk about how much you liked it, but I got I got the feeling. <laughs> I got I got the vibe of how you felt about this movie. I guess. Well, I mean, you know, it's no secret by now. We're we're different people. We got different tastes. And that's what makes our world beautiful. But I I kind of have my own theory as to why maybe the the marketing and the exposure was so limited. Um, what what year was this movie released? Do you remember? I think two thousand five. Okay, so that would have been maybe during President Bush, maybe. So I'm thinking this reached the president as far as those private test screenings. <laughs> and I think at a very high level, there was concern that if if this movie reached a lot of people, it was going to make so many people dumb by just watching it. They were afraid that the prophetic portion of this movie wasn't going to take 500 years. It would literally only take a couple of years because I literally felt so dumber after I watched this movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a fan at all. Um, and, and the thing is, I, I didn't really mind the story or the plot to it. I mean, I, I think it's, it's a very comical you know, story arc there. I don't know if it was just the execution of it. It just, it just didn't work for me. I was, I struggled to stay engaged. It was just one of those where I'm like, I was just ready for it to be over. And then like when it does end, you're like, is that it? Is that, <laughs> I mean, it was just like, <laughs> I'm like, that's the way it's going to end. That, that's just so weak. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, there were some funny parts in it, but I don't know just not a fan of this one i really wasn't and which you know, i went in with low expectations so i can't say i was extremely disappointed because i, I kind of went in even though i didn't know much about the movie um i a lot of times i do my research before or maybe i shouldn't do that but a lot of times i do my research <laughs> before i watch the movie so it probably gives away a lot before i even go into it but so i I kind of knew going into it, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to be in my wheelhouse. So, um, what, what kind of rankings are we doing? I think it's your turn to pick this week, right? All right, sure. We'll go with um, out of five Brondos. <laughs> That's actually what I was thinking. It's a good, good job. All right. There you so go. Out of how many Brondos do you give this? Or I could have went with uh, Starbucks. But you know, <laughs> no one has time. No one has time for a hand job. We're trying to record a podcast here. Yeah. We'll, we'll stick with Brondo. <laughs> uh, I'm only gonna be able to give this one one and a half, and then I feel like I'm being a little generous there. Uh, you know, it, there was some funny parts to it that kind of make you chuckle, but it's but a lot of times you know I'm just going. You know, how entertained was I? And I just I cannot say that I was all that entertained. Um, again, that's just where it shows you know there's people have different tastes, and the fact that there's people out there, uh, as yourself just admitted, that will purposely watch this movie multiple times is just mind blowing to me because uh, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, 
again, I don't so much mind the storyline, but uh, so yeah, that that was my view or my take on it. So, so now I'm anxious to hear yours. So, I mean, I'm obviously one of the people that did enjoy this film. Um, oh, here's here's I, something. Can can I guess what your ranking is going to be, or will it influence it in any way? Uh, I don't. I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll influence it. I don't think you'll influence it. So yeah, let's let's hear it. What do well, you think? first of all, did where did my ranking fall on where you thought it would? Uh, it's about where I thought it would, honestly. Okay. Uh, so, I'm gonna say yours is gonna fall probably around a three or three and a half. I'm gonna say three. Three. Yep. Three. <laughs> That's exactly where I was at. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I love, I love Mike Judge. Um, he's so funny. His humor just gets me. And um, I know we talked about it like earlier in the podcast about the remake of Beavis and Butthead, and I love that. Like he's done a great job with that. And they've announced that they're rebooting King of the Hill, so I'm super stoked about that. And because King of the Hill is one of my favorite shows of all time, and um, but I've got to say, this is probably out of all the things that I've seen, it's probably my least favorite of the Mike Judge things. Uh, I don't know, something about just, I guess, the, like you said, the humor in it does get repetitive and dumb. Um, I find myself at this point in my life kind of getting like annoyed with how the people in the future talk, which I guess is kind of, you know, the point. Um, like it's a funny joke at first, but to actually like hear it for a full film and I know like, I know that they, where they were going with it to like, but a lot of the words that were used in this film were not really like, I guess they were, I mean, they were definitely used more heavily like in culture, but that is one thing that has that this film I feel like has gotten wrong is that like a lot of the language that they're using in this film has kind of gone a- away. Um, but a lot of the things I feel like they have gotten right, you know, like society has gotten like, they got, they got Crocs, right. You know, um, I feel like they've gotten a lot of the entertainment, right. You know, like I can't tell you how many things are just uh, like they, they put out that I'm just like, that's just, dumb uh i feel like i feel like there's if they put ass out today i feel like there would probably be a fair <laughs> amount of people that would go and watch it um and but yeah probably is the lower iq probably is populating a lot more than the smarter people so. yeah and I, I feel like i feel like that trajectory is i mean like the the front the little part that they were talking about in the front like that it is kind of terrifying to think about that that's probably highly accurate because it seems like that's kind of how, you know, people that are intelligent, they seem to like know when to hold them, know when to fold them, you know, <laughs> and, you know, sorry, but like, you know, there, I mean, I do have, I do have friends that are, that are smart that do have, you know, multiple kids, but I will say that if there's more than like three or four kids in a household, chances are the the parents probably not <laughs> like i'm probably gonna get some emails um but 
you know, very few cases are they like in a great household uh, environment. So I can see how the thought of that is terrifying. But, you know, it's also <laughs> you also have to be very careful thinking about things like that and taking them too seriously as well, because it can lay down some really scary paths. Um, if you take thinking like that, like thoughts like that too seriously. Um, but yeah, this is uh, for time travel films. Like it's not, it's definitely not my favorite, even though this is a pick or this was my pick. Um, yeah, I think three is, is justified. It's, it's funny, but you know, I, I wouldn't, it's it's a high concept, but like you said, the 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 plot and the premise are a lot funnier, and and like it, I guess it's a funny thing to be like, oh, you know, like this this is probably how things could I, I could actually see it happening this way, you know. Um, but once you get outside that, like it's 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 hilarious, but I don't think I will watch it anytime recent like anytime soon again um i do i do wish i would have had time to watch it again um because i feel like there were some things that i probably did miss in it because there's a lot of small jokes and i do feel like i do feel like this film actually might get better on rewatches that you could probably pick up like small little jokes that are you know sprinkled in, in the background and stuff but um i don't know if i will I don't know if I'll make the time to try to watch it again and pick those out. Um, because, yeah, it's barely above average. Um, and I only say that because I know at the time when this came out, like, just like this was just, I guess, not as accurate. It was kind of a more, <laughs> it was more of a like, yeah, like that would be so funny, but like that would never happen. Like, we're going. We're in we're in a good we're in a good place a good place and then uh yeah so like <laughs> it's it has been proven that we're not on as good of a trajectory as you know we thought society wise um so it is kind of scarier uh knowing that this is it's, it's more too likely bad. <laughs> too bad they didn't have a white balloon floating around in the sky or something like that <laughs> right <laughs> all right. Now, I, I will say this, that every once in a while, whether it's a movie, a song, an album, whatever the case might be, you know, the more I watch it or listen to it, the more I end up liking it. Yeah. Um, maybe this movie would fall in that category. Now, I'm not going to watch it again to find out. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think back to like Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, for sure there was so much hype around that movie and I was, I was a little late to the game finally watching it. And the first time I watched it, like if, if we were ranking it, I probably would have started with a half or a one star. And, and it's like, it was, I think, I think my son was probably in middle school at the time. So he was watching it like over and over and over. So I did watch it multiple more times and found myself constantly quoting everything from the movie so i did learn to i don't know if learn is the right word but i, I did gradually Appre learn to appreciate it yeah um yeah. so you know i i would probably give it a 
at least a three and a half now, but I wouldn't have had <laughs> been much lower on my first watch. So maybe this movie would be like that if I were watched it multiple times. Maybe I would start to enjoy it a little bit more with each watch, but um I have a tough time watching stuff I want to watch as it is. So it just is it, you know, I'm not about rewatching movies to see if I like it any better necessarily. So but yeah, I understand that. I mean, we are talking about time this this month. Time is fleeting, you know. Um woo, look at you. Even though it is even though it is relative to everybody, you know, it is it is still passing by that's how we experience it anyway so i get that <laughs> you, only, you only get so many movies you can watch i guess why well, watch idiocracy more than once if you don't have to exactly <clears throat> all right um jeff who is your dude or dud of the week this week oh wow i, I feel like I, I need to pick a dud i haven't done a dud in quite some time um let's go with beef supreme is that a dude or a dud that's gonna be my dud he showed a little bit too much compassion in that situation he he had the opportunity <laughs> to take out it'd have been a much more interesting ending to the movie <laughs> <laughs> if he just still, if he just killed him then it's like man you, you held up you you showed a brief moment of weakness and it it you know it just destroyed the movie in my opinion <laughs> plus how cool would have been that he was probably taking out his own brother that would be funny uh, so mr andrew wilson who played beef supreme is my dud so what about you dude or dud i'm gonna do a dud as well um i actually can't remember his name but the uh the doctor, the scientist, the I don't know if he was like a lieutenant or what, but the army guy that was in charge of this whole project. Uh, he is my dud. Uh he got caught up in the game <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't run it. So um yeah, if it wasn't for him, this whole thing would have taken off and you know, me and you could be in hypersleep right now waiting for Man. Wake up with our hoverboards and uh our flying DeLoreans. There you go. But all right. Um Jeff, uh I think next week is your pick. What you got? What you got for us? What are we gonna watch? What are we watching this week? All right. So I had it down to two and I was kind of going back and forth. One of my choices I felt like is probably something more something i would like and there was another one i thought would probably be more in in your ballpark and after watching idiocracy i feel like parker purposely punished me <laughs> so i i'm gonna go with the one i think that has a better chance of me enjoying and it's a movie called about time uh right. streams on amazon prime it's a movie from like 2013 um, features. You, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I, I told you about the other one, so you're welcome to watch that. I actually, I actually hope you do watch that one on your other free time, because uh, I'm intrigued by my other choice, which yeah. is called what Palm Springs. Yeah, I have seen. I have seen Palm Springs actually. So okay, well, what what did you think of it? Was it good or? 
Well, maybe. Or, or don't that, tell me. Because I, 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 I do. That's I, a Hulu original. It is a Hulu original. Okay. Because uh, I would like to check that one out. All right. But, um, but All right. Well, so, about so time. I, it's on Amazon, you said? Yeah. And, okay. and since since we're not doing the other one, what do you think I would rank the other one if we were to do it? Um, What, Palm Springs? Yes. This might uh, influence whether I go and watch it. but <laughs> Just go watch it. Just go watch okay. it because I don't want to influence you um, before you see it because, yeah. Because I, I just, I know you, I mean, you're, are you an Andy Samberg fan? I think, I feel like you, I yeah, don't know. I mean, I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, but I, yeah. I, I do like him. Okay. Um. Then you, I mean, I, th- I feel like, I feel like you'll, you'll enjoy it. Um. Yeah, it's. It's it's not a um if you I mean have you seen Groundhog's Day? Yes. Okay. Uh so so full stop. The reason that I even picked the theme for this month is because I love uh well my birthday is Groundhog's Day and Groundhog's Day is one of my favorite movies and I was like, "Oh, it'd be great to watch Groundhog's Day for my birthday. I usually watch it anyways for my birthday." And I could do that front to back. And it would also be both hard to talk about and recap and also really interesting. And lo and behold, that wasn't anywhere. But I still love the theme, like time travel and time like manipulation movies are still my favorite. But with that being said, what I, what that whole thing was taught, what I was going with that is Palm Springs is a time loop movie, just like um just like groundhog's day so if you enjoyed like the the concept of like that of like being like what would you do if you were stuck 24 hours repeating uh that's a good one uh if you like that kind of thing so if you enjoy that kind of movie with the humor of andy samberg then you'll then you can imagine that that's pretty you're pretty much not wrong a pretty accurate description of it uh without giving too much away i guess uh but yeah yeah i I definitely recommend that one for sure um you know and honestly uh just for i guess we can be like a full transparent podcast here like that it's honestly between that and uh the adams the adam project right now on what our original is going to be so it might even be that so um yeah if we we still might pick that actually. Um, yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll go ahead. <laughs> we'll go ahead and tell you right now. In two weeks, we'll watch. We'll watch. Um, we'll go ahead and do that because I did. I do enjoy that movie. Um, and as much as I love Ryan Reynolds, um, I don't know. I like I like this film. So we we'll go ahead and put that on the books for two weeks from now. We'll do that as our original. Um, so, but this week we will be watching About Time. Uh, next week we'll do. Palm Springs. Sounds good. All right. So Jeff. And <laughs> about time features Rachel McAdams. I'm a huge fan of her. So yeah, I do love crazy. Rachel McAdams. And this is I've not heard much from her. Is she I don't I think know. She, I'm thinking she took a break or something, if I'm not mistaken. Um she had to have. I mean, that or just maybe she just hasn't done a lot of things because romantic comedies aren't really a huge market for him right now i don't know 
Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Let's look into that. Maybe, maybe that could be part of your research for next week. There you go. All right, Jeff, you got anything else before we get out of here, bud? All right. So my off-topic question. Oh yeah, today, yeah. That's right. That's right. Sometimes I go with something weird, offbeat. Sometimes I just go with something that's kind of, hey, let's get to know each other type of thing. Um, so this go around, we're going to rank our favorite seasons, not seasons of a show, seasons of life or, you know, weather <laughs> throughout the year. Oh, uh, man. So rank them uh, one through four. Uh, start with your worst or your least favorite into your favorite. and then. Say why. And if you need to gather your thoughts a little bit, I can go first. Um, I mean, it's I'm actually gonna have to go. I think fall is probably my least favorite. Um I do enjoy I enjoy Halloween a lot. Um, it's probably one of my favorite holidays, but uh I hate I hate I don't hate when the weather's cold but i hate the when it gets cold, like when it's going cold um like that that whole thing it just sucks and it's it's always got like the cold rains and it, like even though like winter is like a miserable can be miserable sometimes like once you're in it you're already in it you're cold you can deal with the cold you just got to keep dealing with the cold but I think there's just something about being like, oh, having the heat taken away from me just sucks the life out of me. Um, yeah, so <laughs> so 100% it's got to be um, definitely going to be fall. And then my third is probably winter. Um, I don't know. I love sunshine, so I miss when it's gone, even though I don't really mind cold and I love snow. Um. Uh, yeah, it gets to be pretty tough sometimes during the winter. Uh, a battle with seasonal depression just about every year. Uh, and so it's not fun. But um, I enjoy Christmas a lot. Um, my my birthday's in winter, so I'm a little partial. It's probably why it edges out fall. But yeah, uh, I love winter. I love snow. Um, just a little bit more than I love fall. Uh, and then we got spring. Um, you know, it's getting warmer. And then, of course, my favorites, summer. There's, I love going outside. I love being outdoors. Uh, I'm always happier. I just have a better mood in the summer. The days are longer. There's just so much more to do. Um, and since I've moved out of the south where it's like 200 percent humidity every day i enjoy it even more so yeah love summer what about you man what's yours what's your ranking sorry i was muted <laughs> <laughs> so would that have been your same ranking when you were in the south um probably not honestly i probably would have ranked summer lower <laughs> okay <laughs> I was gonna say is like your ranking proves exactly how different we truly are. But <laughs> so at the bottom of my list is actually going to be summer. Oh, um, controversial. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still. I know that's 
I'm in the minority there, but uh, I am in the South. I've lived in the South my entire life. This Parker mentions, you know, very high humidity, and I cannot stand being hot. I, I hate it. And I have very fair, pale skin, so I burn easy. So I don't enjoy being outdoors in the summer unless I'm going to be in water. <laughs> and I don't live on the water. Uh, don't have a swimming pool. So to me, it's just miserable being outside during the summer. So I feel like I feel like my summer is a lot of people's winter. I feel like I can't be outdoors doing hardly anything during the summer um, unless we take a trip to the beach, which we might go, you know, once a summer for a few days. So I don't mind the hot weather then, but it's because, you know, we're on the beach, got water right there, got our canopy up so I can chill out under that. But I don't, you know, want to be slammed by the sun. Uh, so yeah, I'm just not a big, now I do like the long days. I mean, I feel you there. Um, you know, does it get dark to like nine o'clock? I do like the evenings in the summer. Most of the time. I mean, sometimes it's still 85, 90 degrees, eight o'clock at night. And so, yeah, I mean, summer's probably my least favorite season, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, especially especially not having a child at home anymore. So it's not like, hey, you know, they're out for the summer, you know, from school. So, you know, we get to do a lot of stuff with them now. But, you know, that's that's not in play anymore. So, you know, as far as that goes, you know, we can go on vacation whenever we want, any time of the year. So summer really provides no extra benefit there for us. My number three. So my top three are actually pretty close to one another. I'm probably going to put number three is winter. Um, but to me, there's actually a huge step from four to three on my list. I actually don't mind cold weather. <laughs> Um, I, I enjoy the cold weather to an extent. It doesn't bother me. Now, most people down here, man, they just, they complain about the cold weather. It's like, look, we don't even know what cold weather is down here. <laughs> you right. know, talk to people, you know, in the Midwest and up North. Um, they know what cold weather is. It's like, we, we freak out when it gets in the forties and, you know, I'm okay with the forties. That's good hoodie weather. In my opinion, I'm all about hoodie weather. Um, so yeah, I do like I like winter. I really do. But as far as the seasons, it would fall number three. Number two for me is going to be spring. Um, you're kind of getting out of the winter time. You, you know, you do get a break from the cold weather. And, you know, it's spring. It's spring, man. The flowers start blooming. You feel like you got a new lease on life in a little ways. Uh, the sunshine a little bit longer in the day. See, I'm all about spring. I really love springtime. But actually, my number one, which is your number four, is the fall. And, of course, a lot of that has to do with how much I hate the heat. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> you get out of summer, and I'm just longing for the cooler days and being able to throw a hoodie on. I love the changing of the leaves. You know, the fall colors. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite times of the year. Love Halloween. And to me... I just love the holiday season. And then you like, you got, boom, you got fall, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. I know Christmas technically falls in winter, but like barely, because winter don't technically start till like, what, December 21st or 22nd. And see, for me, I, I love Christmas, the Christmas season more than I do actual Christmas day. So the Christmas season obviously technically falls in, in the fall. So you got all those holidays, you got the Christmas season, 
you got no, I'm not the basic white girl. It's it's not about the pumpkin spice latte. I'm not big on pumpkin or pumpkin flavors. So, you know, that has nothing to do with it. I just, I love, just love the fall. So yeah, for me, it's fall, spring, winter, and then summer. That's kind of crazy. Like our two and three are exactly the same. And our ones and fours are yeah. first and last are slots. <laughs> um, yeah, as soon as you said fall was your least, I were like, dang. <laughs> that's like that's like my top pick. That's but, funny. But yeah. But I understand. I understand your your thoughts completely though. I, I get it. I get it. Um 100 percent get it. Um Jeff, you got, you got anything else? Uh now, now, do you have anything else for me get out of here? <laughs> no. It's winter time. It is, man. It's it is very wintry, um, which I can't say a lot because your wintry is a lot more than my wintry. <laughs> seeing how you're up north now, but but yeah, nothing else for me. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Jeff, for doing this with me, man, and thank you, listeners, uh, for checking us out every week. Um, if you want to thank us, you can do that by liking us, subscribing. Uh, giving us a review you only have to do that one time uh but the one thing you can do more than one time is you can uh recommend us to a friend anybody like that um word of mouth always helps us spread uh that's how we grow that's how we will eventually be able to do more things with this podcast hopefully um so yeah uh thank you guys so much if you um are interested in helping us out monetarily you can um, donate to us or you can subscribe to our patreon the shows for that are the links for that and our socials are in the show notes down below um, you can find that um, there and um, thanks again and remember I had something for this <laughs> damn it I had something for this All right, help me out with this one, Jeff. Um, if the government ever asks you to jump in a pod for hibernation, don't be so trusting. That's not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll work. If... If your daughter aspires to be a future CEO of Starbucks, don't get too excited just yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot better, in my opinion. There you go. There you go. All right. Thanks. Peace out. And we switched roles on that one. <laughs>